dazzling escape. Wow. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, My Michelle Live. Hey, thank you for making My Michelle Live part of your day. This iteration of My Michelle Live is all about entertainment. We call it Entertainment Review, and we will review some of the big movies that are coming out this week. Paul Acey, of course, joins me. He is the man, the myth, the legend, and he is with Plugged In Reviews. It is such a joy to have you with us. We call him Plugged In Paul. I'm Paul Acey. Here we are. Welcome, Paul. It's good to have you, my friend. It's always good to I'm be Paul here, Lee. Michelle. I'm here with myth and legend today, but we'll see how we I know. I build you up, and you're like, gosh, now I have to live up to that. It's, I, I know. It's yeah, good. definitely feel more mythical today. So. <laughs> we're going to today look into films that are out, and we're going to have a focus on Easter. But first, let's take a look at just a couple of news stories. Entertainment news. All right, so here are some news stories. We are coming up on Easter, but they're looking forward to Christmas, and I'm not so looking forward to. I'm not so sure how I feel about this movie. Actor Jack Black, I don't know if you've heard this, Paul, he had recently led a mass prayer to Satan. Mocking Christians opposing same-sex marriage. Uh, He is stepping down his game, as opposed to stepping up his game, and reportedly set to star in a Christmas movie about Satan. Yeah, Christmas and Satan. What do you know? So it's about a young boy who inadvertently writes a letter to Satan instead of Santa for Uh, Christmas. Now, it's supposed to be a comedy, but... Given recent turns of events, I'm not so sure it's going to be that kind of uplifting Christmas movie, but maybe par for the course for where our society is headed. Yeah, man, that's that's so sad because I check black. Oh, totally. And good point. I disagree with him. I'm I'm just put off by that kind of antics i think it's disrespectful oh yeah no matter what faith he's doing that about however you can still love jack black i'm sure i would love hanging out with jack black you can disagree with people and love them believe it or not i know it's not popular i know it's like what but yeah yeah, it's it, but it is frustrating, and I do think we are seeing more of these darker Christmas movies. And I get it to some level. Christmas movies can be a little bit overly sweet, a little overly saccharine, but it does feel like we've overcorrected at times. <laughs> yes, we have. What was the what was the one with Santa that was the, the, this last Christmas where he was getting going all Liam Neeson on people? What was that? <laughs> Yeah. What was that movie? Yeah, it was the guy from it was the guy from Stranger Things. Oh man, see now I'm gonna have to look at it. At any rate. At any rate, another we'll go get a little bit lighter and brighter. The Irwin brothers as were the filmmakers behind Jesus Revolution, which is one of the best, if not the best, faith adjacent or faith based films out there. It is absolutely spectacular. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. it. You can Google it and see it for free now. But at any rate, 
they have announced their next project. It's a true story starring two-time Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. It's called Ordinary Angels. And it's, I think, also the star from Reacher, Alan Richardson, is going mm-hmm. to be in that as well. It's set mm-hmm. to scheduled for a theatrical release in October, mid-October. So I'm looking forward to it. They've set the bar pretty high. Paul. Yeah, they really have. And, and to get Hillary Swank, this is when I heard about this project, I was I was pretty excited about it because clearly Hillary Swank can act a little bit. It, it seems like in the last couple of years, and maybe you've seen this as well, Michelle, it seems like the bar for Christian movies keeps going up. It seems like we are seeing the quality rise in Christian movies, Christian television shows. It seems like we're seeing some real strong efforts from those Christian filmmakers. And that's super encouraging to see. Violent Night, by the way. There you go. Yes, fist bump. Way to go. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Violent Night, not so much. There were some redeeming qualities to it. But looking forward to this film with Hilary Swank in October. What do you know about it? Really, just uh, all I know is really the cast. Swank's going to be in it. I don't know much beyond that. I do think that given the cast that we're hearing... Given the success that Jesus Revolution has seen, I think that we are going to be seeing it it will probably have a fairly good budget. It will probably get a fairly good marketing campaign. It may, I would hope, draw maybe some non-Christians or peripheral Christians to to the movie theater. Um. it, It could be a real opportunity to share hopefully a good story with with people in your own circle cut of through the yeah. garbage even cut through the politics and get to the truth of the gospel <clears throat> peripheral christians that's a word here's another one vampire christians now that <laughs> leads me to my final news story today here we are this is essentially our easter broadcast and at the center of the easter celebration is the death burial and resurrection of jesus why did he die he was sent as God's son, fully God, fully man, to take all of the shame and the punishment of our sin as a sacrifice. He took it on so that we could be set free. His blood spilled is our salvation. Recently, Christian hip-hop artist Kevin Elijah Burgess, him by KB, was warning against what he calls vampire Christians. Take a listen to what he had to say. That comes out of misappropriating Jesus, taking Christianity and hollowing it out, as as Dallas Willard said, wanting Jesus, simply becoming like vampire Christians that want Jesus for his blood, but they don't want him for his life. That kind of Christianity is. And so I'm wondering if that's along the lines of peripheral Christians where it's, oh, yeah, I want what if some called it fire insurance where I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to live for Christ. I don't want to walk that road. That's something that we all have to come to terms with in our life. The most important decision you'll ever make is who do you say that Jesus is? is so just some yeah. food for thought vampire christians <laughs> the, no, I, just I, the I term love, love that and in, in a way i think that's convicting for a lot of us right because i believe that sometimes 
we can all lose sight. We can always get caught up in just day-to-day stuff and forget who we are and what we're supposed to be about. Until the um, world the world falls apart in front of us and then suddenly there's no atheist right. in the foxhole. Exactly. It's a it's an interesting phenomenon. It's not unexpected, but I've often thought that that really what you do as a Christian, it's not like this one time where you're baptized and you're there. That is true. But I think you almost have to you have to start fresh every day. Wipe the state slate clean every day and think about what it means to be a Christian every day and just walk the walk. So what our listeners and viewers don't know is that Paul and I and the folks that plugged in and I have worked together for years. So after all these years, we know what's going on in each other's lives. We pray for each other. And then when we get to broadcast, we take a few minutes before and just get caught up. Okay. And then, and it gives me, here's how I can pray for Paul here, that kind of thing. But we were talking about difficulties and how It's sometimes hard when your world falls apart. It's odd. Where are you? Are you even answering prayers? Are you there? And it's hard. If your faith isn't faith when things suck, then when things are fabulous, it really has no meaning. And that's what faith, part of what faith really is. It sees you through that darkness and even through the pains you mount up as wings as eagles as only God can help you do not by works of righteousness that I have, but his mercy sees me through. So just some food for thought as we go into the Easter season and some pretty spectacular movies that have been in the past and will be in the future. We're going to talk about that, but let's talk about some things that maybe aren't as Easter spectacular Dungeons and Dragons honors um, honor among thieves. What say you about this film? How does plugged in plug us? So this is going to be probably the big movie at the theaters this weekend, right? It stars Chris Pine. It's obviously based on this role playing game that has been a big deal for a long time. Now, obviously, within with Christian families, Dungeons and Dragons comes with a little bit of baggage. A lot of, when I was growing up, there were a lot of people, a lot of parents, including my own, were very wary of this role-playing game, and with good reason. There's some difficult things to navigate through it. The movie itself is interesting in that it feels, for those who would be wary of the Dungeons and Dragons label, the way the movie manifests itself, it's a little like a mix between Lord of the Rings and Guardians of the Galaxy, huh, if okay. that makes sense. They make total this. sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a light, it's a fun movie that has some surprisingly good messages about family. It essentially centers on the Chris Pine, Pine character. He's been in, in the dungeon for a long time. He uses this scheme to escape he uses another scheme and a whole bunch of other people to try to reunite with his daughter who has been pseudo adopted by an old friend of his who is turned enemy and so it's he wants to reunite with his daughter he wants to save the world from a great deal of evil and he and a lot of friends go about doing that um The content is a lot like what you would expect in a superhero movie. You're going to see some violence, obviously, but it's fairly bloodless violence. It's not going to be particularly gory or particularly bloody. You have some profanity, but again, it's a lot like what you would expect in a Marvel superhero movie. The magic is going to be an issue. If you can navigate those magical elements, and honestly, the the magic here is much less dark than what you would find in, say, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Oh, Lord, yes, yeah. 
honestly, when you have a different universe, an imaginative universe, sometimes different rules can apply and that's where that's where parents have to make their own decision but we saw that a lot with the lion the witch and the wardrobe there's magic and there's things that maybe parents would have problems with in in the real world but it's an imaginative world and so that's where there is some differences and I'm looking forward to it I know that Dungeons and Dragons has become so main and can be as dark as you want it to be but it can also not have those dark elements elements it it really depends on the players so this is where the world of humankind is quite different than the world of of imagination and the world of animals for example that sets us apart it's how man is different than the animals we have this imagination it's something that i just have found really interesting as we look at how we share stories now with visual excitement and movies and you just can't look at you can't look at that and not see human exceptionalism, even in something that may be a little dark. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And it really is up to what we do at Plugged In is we really just try to give parents the information that they need to make the right decision. But I do believe that when you go into to a lot of these stories, if you can find the content in them navigable, you can find some really great messages. And so I think that it's really all about the sensitivities of families, about sensitivities of moviegoers. If you can navigate some of the problems that you encounter, then there can be some positives that you can pull from it. Sounds good. Now, I recently saw a movie that you might see in differing cities. When you're looking to see something for kids, there is, of course, the Mario movie, which I forgot to tell you I wanted to talk about and see what you think about that. But I also saw a school of magical animals. I'm going to show just a moment of the trailer, if you don't mind. You bet. Now fly, my lovely little pole, Steve. Mail for you. The Magical Zoo Store announces the nominations have started. You were one of the first two children to get a magical animal. So in this trailer that we're looking at, this is a story. You must swear to never school where kids, this new teacher comes in and they pair children with these magical talking animals. It brings these divided kids that are in cliques, maybe bullies, together, working together and learning about friendship and kindness. So I I did really enjoy it. There wasn't any real weird spiritual elements. The, The Animals are a bit of a secret that you don't tell adults. That's the only real issue that I had with it. It is, I think it's German with English overdubbing, and the overdubbing is done quite well. It's really exceptional. There's music and dancing to a degree. So if you think if you've seen the latest Matilda movie, it's much like that, only not quite as dark. 
I went and saw it with a child in the theaters. I think it's more worth watching at home and not spending the the money on. Because I'm not going to lie, I slept through part of it. But I think kids will enjoy it. So I just, it's just an unusual one. I thought I would bring it to our attention. What about the new Mario? What do you think? So we have not seen it. We're actually getting set to see it. We'll be seeing it next week, early next week. It comes out next week. Clearly, there's some. There might be some spoilers, some plot points that they don't want us reviewers to spoil. We're looking forward to it, though. I think that the trailers make it look interesting, makes it look mm. fun. We have our video game expert, Bob Hoos, on the, ah. on the trail of this one. So he has a lot of experience with the world of Mario. So we'll definitely be interested to see how that works. I'm looking forward to it. All right. One more that I think as we get into what should we see to celebrate Easter, his only son in theaters. And I thought maybe we could take a look at this trailer. What are you doing, Abraham? All this commotion, so early. Abraham. The Lord came to me last night. What? He says we are to go to Moriah, you and I, and make a sacrifice to him there. Make sure no harm comes to our son. Since we first entered this land decades ago, I've seen the bounds and protection the living God has placed around you. He has promised to make of me a great name, a great nation. We haven't even a son. We will. How long have we tried? Why is the Lord having you trickle this way for a sacrifice? I will not stand in your way. You're not standing in the way. You're standing on my side. You're my wife. What a fascinating story, and yet it's a Old Testament story, Abraham, Isaac, and the sacrifice. So why at Easter time? Let's talk about it, and let's talk about the film. Yeah, that's a, it's a great segue, actually, because obviously it is an Old Testament story. It's the story of Abraham, of Isaac, of the sacrifice that nearly happens when God asks Abraham to really prove how devout he is, asks him to sacrifice his only son. So they go out on this long journey to actually make that sacrifice. And both Abraham and Isaac are willing to do it. Now, spoiler warning, it doesn't happen. Sacrifice doesn't take place. So there is a happy ending in, in that way. But one of the things that this film does really effectively, I think, is it uses this story of this almost sacrifice of this person in, in Abraham's life to point to the sacrifice of Jesus, to point to the Good Friday story, the Easter story, to say it, they almost use it as foreshadowing of what is to come where God doesn't make Abraham make this sacrifice, but God does allow his only son to be sacrificed for us, to wipe away our sins. So it becomes a really resonant, rich story in that way. Um, 
We think we thought it was really well done. It gets back to something we've talked about before that Christian movie making is getting stronger and stronger, it seems like. And this is a strong film. It has some good acting, some resonant messages. There are some content issues, but they're all part of the biblical story, right? We hear about we hear about Sarah giving her maiden her maid over to Abraham to start the nations that Abraham was promised. We obviously don't see anything on screen, but obviously that element is there. There's some violent elements, again, not portrayed really on screen, but they're there. So families might want to be aware of those moments. But again, they're all part of, they're part of the, the biblical original script. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. And so what a story. And it's a really strong movie. What a story. Yeah. There's so much to that story reminding us of something we talked about when you're going through hard times. God does come through. Sometimes yeah. you're waiting and you take matters into your own hand because, well, maybe God needs a little bit of help. <laughs> it doesn't always work out right in the end unless, you know, you That'd have that true. element of faith. But God does come through sometimes at the last second or beyond when you think he should. But God always comes through. He doesn't leave us and he doesn't forsake us. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the One of the frustrating things about being a Christian sometimes is God works on his own timetable. <laughs> Right. Yes. We want things. We are a people in a hurry. We have our microwave ovens that cook our dinners <laughs> in 30 seconds. And fast food and faith. That's absolutely true. And so the time that God takes to sometimes fulfill the yearnings of our heart can be frustrating for us. But God knows. God knows the right timing for these things. And sometimes I think he waits, honestly. I think sometimes he waits for us to be prepared for the great things that he's going to do in our life. Put, and no better time to think about these things than Easter time, a time of celebrating his resurrection. Let me ask you about entertainment for Easter. Do you have some favorites or some suggestions for families who may be scrolling through? What should we watch? How can we maybe pick a film that will bring our faith home for our family, for our kids? Yeah, I know that this is a favorite of both you and I. I have always, The Risen is probably one of my very favorite Christian movies. I love it because it takes it in a different direction than what we would expect. It's just this great detective story, essentially. It's like CSI for times. It really is. It really is. And it has some tremendous acting. I really love just how that movie works. I know that probably a lot of your readers are fans of the, or your listeners are fans of The Chosen. I always think that's a great thing to to bring that humanity of Christ to the forefront. I always like to see that those portrayals in there, and it adds a little more color and a little more flavor. Sometimes, as you, Michelle, sometimes I do like to look at secular movies that have echoes of Christianity within them. I would encourage people to to check out the Lord of the Rings and see some of the Christ figures in there. Some of the sacrifices that we see there. An old classic movie called The Day the Earth Stood Still has one of the classic Christ figures in all of cinematic history. So there's a lot of different places that you can go. If you're moving away, not to say you're moving away, but if you've been there, done that. If you're looking for something a little bit different than a story that is explicitly about Jesus this holiday season, you might want to look at maybe something that 
that gives us a reminder of Jesus, that lets us see him in a new and different way. I think that is a massive plus. If you read through, if you just Google Paul Acey, you can can connect with some of his fabulous books. And his books, and you've heard it again and again, we joke here, my Michelle Live, that he can spiritualize burnt toast. He has this beautiful gift. We say that tongue in cheek, but truly has a beautiful gift of taking things and things that you experience every day and bringing a spiritual message to it that redeems it, brings it to life and illustrates God's love for us. And I'd encourage you to read his books, learn that, see if you can incorporate that into your own life. Because in this age, what we're seeing in movies and films and or games and books and entertainment, pop culture, if there's a way that we can take that and utilize it to teach a deeper story, it's all the better. Right now, I want to end our program by encouraging you to find joy in this Easter season because Jesus is alive. Love this song. I'm just saying, Jesus is alive. I want to encourage you to find life in Christ. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. God bless you, and we'll see you next time, and we'll see you. Happy Easter time. Jesus is alive. Bye, Paul. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Bye.